Hello, hello. It's good to see you again. And welcome back to another installment of Optimizing Your Financial World. I'm your host and moderator, Ryan Ruff. As you know, our star of the show, Mr. Mark Wade, president of Echelon Family Office. He'll be joining me momentarily. Uh, but look, first and foremost, we want to say congratulations on finding your way back here to the show. We've got a lot of great wealth management related discussions on this show every episode. And today we've got a really good one. Uh, I'm, I'm excited to jump into it. Today, we're, we're, we are really addressing is the five big mistakes that affluent homeowners are making today. So of course, many of us out there our homeowners. We own not only just our home, but other significant assets that have wealth attached to them. Well, today we're addressing some of those key core mistakes that are being made when it comes to these assets and how you can kind of mitigate them and how Mark goes through these conversations with his clients to mitigate these mistakes. So that being said, let's go ahead and bring Mark Wade out to get the conversation rolling. Mark, how are you doing today? Good to see you. Doing great, Ryan. Excited for our topic today. It's, it's such a common one and so many people overlook it. Yeah, no, great point. And, and I'm sure you're going to share a little bit, uh, you know, of that as we go through our conversation today, because yes, many of the things are, are, do get overlooked when it comes to your assets. You think, you think you're covered, but maybe you're not. So let's go ahead and get into it, Mark. Let's start today by just acknowledging that affluent families and individuals, they often have just a lot on their plate, right? They make uh, you know, and in having so much on your plate, it can be easy to overlook some issues that might be tied to some of those significant assets like your home. So let's just start today by talking about why it makes sense, Mark, for homeowners to do kind of a financial checkup of sorts on their home or maybe even homes if they have multiple. For example, let's start here, maybe examining their insurance coverage to, you know, in order to address any, uh, you know, issues maybe before they come problems. Talk to me about this importance of doing a financial checkup on your home. Oh, you know, you're right. This issue is it's 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 a tinderbox because, you know, over 40 years, I've I mean, we've examined hundreds, if not a thousand different homeowner policies. And, and it's so it's so common and so simple to see how important issues can get overlooked. Uh, you know, and many problems result from a simple improper assessment of, you know, how much insurance is needed. You know, and that can be sometimes a homeowner's fault or it could be the fault of the property or casualty agent. But in either case, you now you can see almost immediately why examining you know, the overall insurance coverage is so important. A lot of families are underinsured, which can result in significant losses incurred by that family under, under you know, poor circumstances. So nowadays with the proper, you know, with property values rising so much as they have, you know, these losses can be astronomical and devastating to a family's overall wealth. And, and there go the financial security for generations to come. Okay, and that's not to mention, okay, the overall risk you face by being underinsured across the board. So it's not just the home, but all other areas of, of property and casualty uh, uh, risks. Sure, sure. I mean, at the end of the day, it, something that could happen overnight, your life can change and you certainly want to make sure you're covered. So Mark, let's, let's unpack these five critical mistakes that we're talking about today on the show. What would you say are the five most prevalent, significant mistakes that affluent families uh, are making when it comes to their home's financial health? Well, it was difficult now because now you're only limiting me to five. Okay, so let's see. <laughs> Um, uh, okay, well, the first and obvious one, let's say, is, you know, not having enough liability insurance. Uh, and then probably uh, failing to ensure that 
all the different types of coverage works together, and especially on multiple homes, unless if you have more, you know, uh, your residence and a vacation home or even multiple vacation homes, coordinating all those things is critical. Uh, failing to list, list trusts and business entity, no liability companies, okay, on their homeowner policies, and they are failing to adequately address uh, or even address at all, you know, unique home features or building materials. I see that all the time. And then failing to provide proper coverage. And this is a, one that people just ignore, uh, sometimes intentionally failing to, you know, to provide the proper coverage on high value assets. I love that. So Mark, let's, let's start one by one and start tackling that list. I think the very first one you mentioned was not having enough liability insurance. Talk to me about this and, and what do you find to be the most, you know, really the biggest issues when it comes to not having enough liability insurance? Sure. You know, when we look at liability insurance mistakes, you know, oftentimes they look like not having a, an umbrella policy at all, uh, not having a large enough umbrella policy, uh, I know. And so, you know, for example, uh, regarding these umbrella policies, uh, you know, an affluent family might have a net worth of, let's say, $10 million. OK, but they're only carrying a one million dollar umbrella liability policy. So because of different asset positioning techniques that they may have put in place and maybe have done some planning, let's give them the benefit of the doubt. And let's say that the assets that would be attachable in a lawsuit are only, let's say, six and a half million dollars. Well, out of the 10 million, if six and a half million is exposed to a lawsuit and they've only got a $1 million liability policy, where does that leave? $5.5 million of their net worth is unprotected. So, you know, the bottom line is most families have umbrella policies, but many don't have a large enough umbrella policy. Uh, these umbrella policies, let's, let's just cut right to the chase. These umbrella policies are often the most cost-effective and least expensive form of asset protection you can have, but asset protection doesn't end there. There are other things that you need to put in place and, and, and care about. So Mark, you know, for anybody in our audience right now that might be asking themselves, how the heck do I tell if I have a lack of adequate coverage, what might be some signs for them that they should be on the lookout for? It's simple, but Unfortunately, the simple escapes us a lot of times, right? So, you know, one thing to think about is the amount of assets that are going to be attachable in a lawsuit, and then set your umbrella limits to cover the amount that would be attachable, you know, the amount at risk. Or if you've only done minimal asset protection planning, you might basically consider, you know, have enough umbrella insurance to, to cover your whole net worth. So, it's, it just depends on how much work you have done already to mitigate the risks and then make sure you have enough umbrella coverage to cover the amount that is still at risk. And, and you know, Ryan, another tip is to be sure that you name all the items that should be covered in that policy. Make sure they're all named in that policy. You know, Mark, uh, that's good stuff for our audience right there. And I, I do want to shift gears because you mentioned something interesting earlier is this idea of maybe somebody owning multiple homes and the challenges that, that pop up on this end. What do you see are, are some of the big insurance related pitfalls to avoid for somebody that might have multiple homes? A competent PNC agent, they're going to say, you know, if you have homes in different states, you know, there can be complications if the homes uh, are insured under different policies issued by different companies. Ideally, for coverage to be cohesive and work in unison with your entire plan, you know, and, and to make sure that you have 
the best cost structure for those policies. No, all the policies should be written with one high net worth insurance company. Another thing that I see, you know, a family could fail to list one of their homes uh, on the umbrella policy. So even with a $15 million, million dollar umbrella policy, you know, if one of your homes is not specifically listed, then the policy doesn't cover that home and you can be at risk to lose the entire value of that home or the home itself. Mark, another one of those five critical mistakes you mentioned, which stuck out in my mind because I would have overlooked it, is this mistake of of failing to list, you know, a trust or an LLC, a business really, on your homeowner's insurance policy. Why is this a potentially risky mistake? And I would imagine this is one that is kind of often overlooked sometimes. But talk to me about this one. Often overlooked is an understatement, right? You know, <laughs> sure. We, I, I can't tell you how often I see this. Clients will come to us, and let's face it, most clients when they come to us, they have some or maybe even all of the work done, but it's a huge difference between having work done and having it done as well and coordinated as well as possible with your overall plan. So lots of times we see affluent families put their home or homes in a trust or an LLC for estate planning reasons. When they come to us for a, for a second opinion or that great stress test that we always talk about, and all too often the mistake we see is that they fail to list the LLC or the trust as an additional insured on the homeowners or the umbrella policy. You know. Failing to do this could be a very costly mistake. Uh, and in fact, if someone were to sue you for, say, getting injured while working on your home, that coverage wouldn't work. It would not be an effective coverage on that home, even though you have a trust or an LLC and you have a, a, a liability or a, a, an umbrella policy. If you have not structured everything properly and listed everything properly, they're worthless. Man, it all comes back to working with the right professionals to make sure that your plan is your plan. It's custom tailored to make sure that all those I's are dotted and T's are crossed. And this is a big one right here, Mark. So another you know, mistake that you had mentioned earlier, though, was this idea of uh, affluent homeowners might needing to address kind of their home's unique architecture or construction materials. Talk to us about this one, because this is an interesting one that pops out to me. Yeah, you know. The real estate market's great right now. Everybody says it's a seller's market, right? And so when we looked at all, we look at all the beautiful homes that our that our clients own. You know, oftentimes they have very distinctive distinctive architecture about the house. Okay, or and this is very common, they have used specific materials to build a home, which among high end homes, you know, these materials they can either be unique, they can be especially expensive, and in some cases, you know, they could be rare. So the replacement cost for some of these unique, expensive, or rare features, you know, could be huge if the home isn't properly insured. In fact, may not be covered at all. Right. So, so you know, a home made out of marble—not that the entire home is going to be made out of marble—but sure, if there are you know elements of of really rare materials, I mean, that's something that somebody needs to make sure that that's listed on that that in policy. So another, I would imagine part of this that really gets overlooked one of these critical mistakes that is so mark finally that that fifth critical mistake that you had mentioned was really surrounding the idea of the stuff everybody's got it you know your collections the, your valuables your jewelry you name it talk to me about this and why this also sometimes gets overlooked even though you you would think it makes sense ensure the high value items that are in your life but talk to me about the stuff and, and how this enters the picture Sure. Stuff. Everybody's got stuff, right? Uh, and, you know, some people have, you know, and the value is intrinsic to everybody. 
you can have value that's so important to you because they're family mementos. And oftentimes our clients have things that are a very high value monetary, monetary wise. So, you know, these types of special high value assets, you know, they need their own policies. And this is going to ensure that they're listed at the proper value and that they're not subject to deductibles. No, a really good point there, Mark, especially, you know, car collections, jewelry collections, you name it. I mean, obviously they have that monetary value, but that's also a good point that you made with that intrinsic value, you know, those family heirlooms. So when it comes to the stuff, got to make sure that, that, you know, it's insured in some capacity. So Mark, we just rattled off five critical, you know, mistakes that homeowners are making when it comes to whether it be their home, their stuff, the LLCs being listed, a lot of different, you know, really important items for people to consider. If somebody's out there watching, listening to our conversation today, and they're thinking about the fact that they might be committing one of these mistakes, how, you know, what should be the next steps then that they should take uh, or consider taking really to address these issues? Hey, you know, Ryan, before, yeah. before we get to that, can I, can I give you an example? Because something really, something just wrong in my mind. Uh, we have this California couple, right? And, you know, they kind of have great love for art and they've collected a lot of pieces over I don't know, a 30 year period, let's say. Uh, but, you know, they knew that they had a lot of pieces that had appreciated in value, but they'd never gone through the trouble to get current appraisals. So they really didn't know what the total value of their, of their collection was. And, uh, but they just assumed, you know, that they were properly insured. And when they came to us, you know, they said that, well, look, if something happens, we'll just make a claim on our policy. Well, you know, we advised them against that. Of course, they did not act quickly enough, um, unfortunately. And you know what happened. One piece of their art sustained some damage. And that's when they found out how much it had increased in value. Because when they made the claim, they, the uh, insurance company got a, the current market value on what that, what that piece of, of artwork was and they did not cover the entire value. So that's when they found out that the personal property coverage on their homeowner's policy wasn't enough to cover all that damage. So, you know, they contacted a new agent and, uh, you know, who was referred to them. Uh, and, uh, you know, that agent individually went ahead and insured each piece of art, uh, which should have been done from the beginning. So, you know, scheduling art, you know, scheduled art is what we call it. You know, it means that each piece is covered under its own policy, which has a current market value. And, and if something should happen to that piece, uh, it's going to be fully covered with no deductible uh, for the full value, even though that uh, appraisal might be a year old and the value might have risen dramatically. It's still going to be covered at its full cost because it's a scheduled piece of art on their policy. You know, so that means, you know, that, that in the future that unfortunately, you know, if unfortunate circumstances uh, should befall them again, they're going to get paid the entire value of that piece, you know, and this same standard, this same principle applies to collections of all types, you know, jewelry and, and automobiles and firearms and so on and so forth. So these types of assets need their own individual policies you know, that will ensure the proper values and will make sure that they're not subject to deductibles in the future. 
Oh, Mark, that's a great example. I appreciate you sharing that because yeah, had they taken the proper steps on the front end, this never would have even been a conversation in the first place once that painting, you know, had sustained some damage. So really, really great example. And thank you for sharing that with us. But uh, Mark, we've thrown a lot at our audience today in terms of these five critical mistakes. If they're sitting there thinking, wow, I actually might be guilty of making one or two of these mistakes here. What would you say should be the next steps then for them to, uh, you know, to take or consider taking to mitigate maybe the mistake or two that they're making? Uh, sure. You know, let me, let me use an analogy, right? You know, if your roof's leaking, you know, you need to fix your roof, right? If the rain's running down the side of your houses and your gutters leaking, you know, you need to address the problem you have with your gutters. Well, you might also need to evaluate and repair your home insurance policies and your other type of li liability policies. So, check with a trusted advisor or a qualified PNC agent, uh, or you know you could contact us for that complimentary stress test that we always talk about, and we'll include the review of your uh, your person your uh, PNC policies, which includes your homeowner's policies, as part of that stress test. Mark, that's a really interesting point. I was just going to ask you, what could an advisor really do to help owners, homeowners? So talk, talk with me about that stress test process with, that you would go through with somebody, you know, how, how would you, you know, a financial advisor, a wealth manager, be able to help them with this kind of process? Wow. You know, how often does this topic come up in our conversations, right? Too know, often. Stress, <laughs> well, you know, but it's so important, right? You know, right. the stress test that, you know, that we just mentioned, you know, it can really identify gaps in your coverage, you know, and that's going to allow you to take steps you know, to protect yourself to the full extent, you know, required, you know, stress tests are conducted by some of the world's wealthiest families. You know, we didn't, we didn't pluck that name out of thin air, you know, stress tests, you know, they aren't the exclusive tool of the one percent but you know you can have your you can have your current property and casualty coverage evaluated by an expert who'll take into account your needs and your preferences and your concerns so the stress testing problem uh, process you know is one that you can oversee yourself or you can have one of your trusted advisors manage the process you know either way you know you can potentially gain more clarity about your insurance situation and avoid those five big mistakes that we just talked about. Yeah, stress test seems like a great jumping off point to get that process rolling. Make sure that any of those risks are mitigated before they truly become the mistakes that we talked about. But Mark, really appreciate you carving out some of your time to be with us today. And if anybody is interested in maybe reaching out for that free stress test or just to have a you know deeper conversation regarding these five critical mistakes, how would they go about reaching out to you and your team? Sure, they can always see us on the web at www.echelonoffice.com. That's E-C-H-E-L-O-N office.com. Uh, they can contact me directly at mwade, that's M-W-A-D-E at echelonoffice.com. Or they can call into our office at 888-892-9882. Fantastic. Well, Mark, hey, look, again, appreciate you and your time. Uh, looking forward to our next conversation because I know it's bound to be a good one. As always, Ryan, thanks a lot for a great conversation today. I look forward to the next one. 
Hey, all right. Well, hey, look, we want to thank you, of course, our audience for jumping along and being on board with the conversation today. If you like the conversation, you enjoyed what you heard today, please feel free to like it, comment, subscribe to our show on whichever platform you're checking us out on. And then, of course, share this information with family, friend, business owners that you know, because these conversations, you heard me say it once, I'll say it a thousand times, they're meant for you. They're meant to optimize your financial world by implementing some of these strategies and these thought processes that Mark and his team at Echelon Family Office are incorporating on a daily basis. So for Mr. Mark Wade, I'm Ryan Ruff. We're saying so long today. We thank you so much once more for joining us on today's edition of Optimizing Your Financial World.